April 21st, 2021, 13 hours, 39 minutes, 51 seconds. Gaston County 911, what is the address of your emergency? Ma'am, I'm, I'm at the intersection of 321 uh, Chester and Radio Street. Uh-huh. Late 2019, going into 2020, the state of Colorado became what some believe is the first to ban statewide the practice of booting an occupied vehicle. Just what you're about to hear with this audio courtesy of Louisiana-based owner-operator Glenn Keller. Regular overdrive readers may be familiar with him from past coverage of his leased operation. Keller wasn't in Colorado when this happened last month though, but back in Gastonia, North Carolina, where he lived for a time and where his father-in-law still lives. I'm sitting here in my truck, waiting for my father-in-law to bring the clothes from a cleaner, and a tow truck came up behind me and just put a boot in there with me sitting in my truck. Okay, is the tow truck still there? Yes, ma'am. As a matter of fact, they're doing the same thing to somebody else. I'm, I'm sitting in my truck with the motor running. I, I stopped here for my father-in-law to go get my stuff out the cleaners, and they're putting the boot on my truck. Do they say why they put a boot on your truck? They say it's on private property. But this is a, a parking lot behind the store because I normally eat at the little restaurant behind me. And I'm, I'm sitting in my truck with the pizza running, and they didn't come and say, well, can you move? They just pull up behind me and put a boot on my truck. Okay, the rest of this 911 call is, well, not as understandable. As the situation began to escalate, as Keller asked for police assistance, which he ultimately got. I'm Todd Dills. Your host for today's edition of the Overdrive Radio podcast as usual, and we're going to talk further with Keller about just what happened here, as it's yet another example of tow and boot operators in some locales all across the country whose plenty aggressive tactics are inspiring angst among folks like him. And not just angst, not just anger, nay, rage might be the better word there, and there's fear, for sure. In Keller's case, it wasn't just a single tow truck that showed up, as you'll hear. He was pinned in front and behind. And were it not for the police showing up when they did, well, things could have gone all sorts of sideways. Keller's at least hopeful his post-incident efforts will have a lasting effect where this incident occurred in Gastonia. And I hope so bad that they just put an FBI agent behind the wheel of a truck and just let him pull up there for a few minutes and they'll find out everything they need to know. <laughs> And yeah, that's what his voice normally sounds like, without the modulation and without the angst, the anger, the rage, and that and I fear I mentioned earlier. Before I hand it off to him for an update to get the story going, here's a brief word from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. First Guard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner-operators done right. As we've done for more than 80 years, we provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not First Guard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to firstguard.com. That's 1-S-T-Guard.com. First Guard. We speak trucker. Let's talk. I'm sitting at the dock. I was in the shop for five hours. Yeah. I, I could have finished it there, but I never knew when they was going to say, hey, I'm finished. 
Yeah. yeah. What, what kind of work were you getting done? Oh man, I got all new trailer tires. Put, well, no, four, four trailer tires put on all new brakes. Um, and one tire on the truck. Some stuff you'd been planning to do for a while, I guess. Well, when it, when it get to the point where it looked like, you know, they, um, what they're wearing where I could be stopped and get a violation rather get to that point. Yeah. When it gets there, I just go ahead and replace them all. Well, I'm still I'm here. I have that bright red 2014 Freightliner Cascadia, and I came really, really, really close last year when they were talking about the PPP and all that. Of just going ahead, hey, this would be a great time to buy a new truck, and <laughs> it was a great time to keep the truck I had and fix it up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I got a, a a new 2019 um trailer, Vanguard trailer. You're you're running with your own authority, right? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have my own authority, okay. but I felt felt like it was more beneficial to do it the way that I'm doing it because there's companies out there now that's offering you ninety percent of what the load pays, and with that, I rather for the ten percent, I get a whole office working in the background uh, with my own authority. Then a whole lot of that stuff would fall on me. So right. for the ten percent, that works. Right. Right. If you're set up like that, you, I'm guessing you're probably uh, responsible for a little more of the, in, of the insurance than, you know, a company that, uh, you know, uh, paid like a 75%. I know that sometimes that's kind of like the old traditional, uh, like 75-20 or 80-20, 75-25, um, and then the company takes care of the liability insurance. Right. Uh, but um, I, I pay a portion of the liability insurance, mm -hmm. uh, not as much as I would, not even close to what I would pay if I had my own authority. I guess. Um, and I always did carry my own insurance on my truck, even though they, you know, they offer it if you want it. Yeah. But uh, nobody still comes out because some of the other bigger companies out there, they're actually wanting 35 percent yeah. to lease to them. And when I put a pencil to that. Basically, if I gross two hundred thousand, I'm giving them seventy seventy five thousand just to have their name on the door. So right. the, the same two the same two hundred thousand here, they're getting twenty. So <laughs> big right. difference. Right. What's the What's the company you're leased to? Right now, I'm leased to uh, Fifth Wheel Transportation. Okay. But there was a company I had been with for oh god four years. Uh, but I'm I'll hopefully sometime by the end of this month, beginning of next month, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back there. It jumped ship a little too early. <laughs> Changes are in the offing for Keller, it sounds like, with hindsight. Louisiana-based owner-operator is married to a woman from Gastonia, North Carolina, originally, where this incident in question today occurred in late April, as I said at the top. Keller gets through the area regularly on runs from his home base toward the Mid-Atlantic and back, and knows it well. On the day in question, he was coming through, making a stop to pick up laundry he'd dropped off the last time through, with the help of his father-in-law. I had some dry cleaning in the laundry there, okay. and I had asked my father-in-law to meet me there at this parking place so that uh, I could give him the money. He could run over, get my dry cleaning, and then I could head on. My, my destination was Louisiana, but I had minimal time, and so he was willing to do it. So I, he came over. He, actually, he met me there. When I pulled up, he was pulling up at the same time, and um, he went over to get the laundry, and came back, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, but there was somebody else named Glenn Keller and it was their laundry. And so <laughs> I had to, so I had to send him back over there. Wow. That's, and, that's, uh, that's amazing. So there's two Glenn Kellers using this laundry. In, uh, in right. <laughs> and when I looked at the clothes, I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh but but when he left I'm I'm still sitting there behind the seat of the truck and I'm okay soon as he soon as he comes back I'm thanking him and I'm gone and a, a tow truck a regular tow truck not something that you pull semis with just a regular tow truck the guy pulled up in front of me and I'm thinking okay he's about to tell me I can't sit here and then he started pointing toward the back of my trail and I'm I'm looking at him because he's pointing so hard I finally turn around and look in my mirror and another tow truck. A regular tow truck had pulled up behind me and they have these little hooks on the end of cables. So he put the hook on my bumper then he gets out and walk up and say, don't move. You've been booted. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I probably, I probably shouldn't even say this in public, but I really didn't know what was going on. And when I saw those hooks on my bumper and them trying to block me off, I put my car and my truck in gear and uh, had it not been for maybe some good graces, I probably would have been dragging this little tow truck down the street. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it, it didn't happen that way. But I did I did try to maneuver to get out the way because I really didn't know what was going on. Right. Um, and then the guy, the guy who pulled in front of me, he got out and he like walked up to the, the hood, the hood, the, the grill. And he just kind of figured because he was standing there, I wouldn't move. So again, I'm, you know, I'm feeling trapped here. So I'm like, well, he'll move. He's not going to stand there and let me run over him. And so he did move, but they, there were three tow trucks out there. And they finally just got me boxed in. And, and you've heard the 911 call. It was pretty frantic. Hello? Were you hooked up to him? Hey, Hello? Yes, ma'am. What's your name? Tell me you want to go over the truck. 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 Like, like, what? What is it? Like, wh- where were you? Were you, you weren't in a parking space exactly? Like, was it a private? It was is private property apparently, uh, but it didn't look that way, right? What? Well, and this is what makes this whole place weird, because when I lived there, this is where I had in a little agreement. There's a store there and a gas station, and then there's a street right behind it, and then there's a little Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. And when I lived there. There was a little agreement. I, I would buy $50, 50 gallons of diesel from the guy, and he would let me park there. But I found out from talking to the police officer at Gastonia Police Department that that's three separate pieces of property. He owns the store, and then that's one piece of property. He owns the gas station, but it's a separate piece of property. But there's a street that runs behind it. There's a stop sign at the end of the street, uh, there's a U.S. mailbox sitting on the street, but obviously, evidently, the street belongs to him. And 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 when I talked to the police officer, I told him I thought that was odd because yeah, there is an issue when you're on private property because part of the ordinance for for Gastonia was that uh, if someone's on the property doing 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., that the owner has to call the tow company and says, "Hey, somebody's on my property. I need you to tow them." A tow truck company just can't just show up between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. and try to tow anything. So 
as the as the discussion became a little heated with the police, one of the tow truck drivers told the police, "Well, I was sitting up there watching him, and he he had been sitting there thirty minutes." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, if you were watching me, why you didn't just pull up and say that? Okay, you can't park here. You need right. to move." Yeah. Um, but that was but that wasn't the case, and I ultimately found out that they feel like because there was a little sign on one end and there was a little sign on another end. But because the signs are there, they can walk up to the vehicle with you in it. And if you, if it's sitting still long enough, they can put a boot on it or whatever they want to do without uh, informing you that you're that you need to move. Right there is where a statewide prohibition on booting uh, an occupied vehicle like the one Colorado passed a year and more ago could come in, of course. There's another way out of the booting charge, too, with research and persistence, as regular readers might also remember from the case I wrote about that Leander Richmond's Eagle Express driver had not far from the location Keller is talking about here. That's the lot at 1545 Rankin Lake Road, just off I-85 at exit 17 in North Carolina there. Richmond was refunded a $1,600 booting charge after working with Gastonia officials from afar at his home base in Michigan to determine no parking signage there didn't comply with the city's ordinance itself. Keller in Pass was towed from that lot too, and he wasn't surprised to know about the signage, most of it next to invisible and blocked from view by trees. As for Keller's current situation, the signage posted, he wasn't sure about it. I haven't had much time to research it, but in conversation with the police, who did go over and talk to the, 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 the owner over at Southside. Southside is the towing company that surrounded Keller's rig in this case. That the, the signs could be more legible. They could be a little more understanding than, than what they are. Right. Um, and, uh, and for all intensive purposes, where they where they're are, uh, you see a red sign, you know, some something you could see it and not see it. But I'm thinking at night, you can't see it. You don't even know what that is when you're pulling there trying to take a break because you've been driving the past eight, nine, ten hours. Right. You, this was daytime, though, when you were there, right? It was daytime. Yeah. We had a stalemate here with the with the, with two, three tow trucks pinning you in. You got officers that show up. What happens next? Well, when the officers showed up, they tried. There was four, four patrol officers showed up, two cars. And they tried to explain to him because the ordinance is kind of specific. There's things that they could do between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. that they can't do between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Right. Uh, if it's after 7 p.m., you know, you, it's hard to get in, in touch with an owner and all that kind of stuff that it would take to do a tow. So they can go ahead and they find it on a piece of property, a piece of private property. And they have like a contract with the owner because this does require a contract with the owner and they could go ahead and tow it. But again, during that 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., they can't just do it. First, they have to, first it has to be the owner. Right. And then once they're come, once the, uh, once the tow truck or whatever does come, if it actually, if it actually is going to require being towed, then the Gastonia police have to be notified. They can't just hook up to it and pull it because the owner said so. If, the, if it comes to a tow, the police have to be called. And I think the thing that got me released was they didn't do any of that. And you were in the truck. I mean, that's that's the that's always the um, the sticking point for drivers that this happens to, particularly at night uh, when they're asleep. You don't really hear about a lot of this happening uh, in the middle of the day when the driver is sitting upright and awake in the driver's seat. Uh, this is pretty aggressive uh, behavior here. Um, 
apparently though um perfectly legit in gastonia to boot or hook to a truck when the when the owner is in the truck that wasn't really what the what the issue was here right well well i i overheard a conversation after the police said the police convinced him to release my truck and the police the okay the four patrolmen showed up he wasn't accepting what they said a sergeant showed up he just flat out said he didn't want to told the sergeant he didn't want to talk to him to get a captain out there and it was when the captain came out it's like okay this is how it's going to go you know unhook the truck or you're going to jail and he's still going to get unhooked that's what it finally took to, to actually get the thing off of my truck wow. uh they had to they had to threaten to take him to jail yeah. What would the what would the charge be there? That's that's pretty uh that's pretty bold on, well, on the part of the officer. Right? Well, he would have been in violation of the the actual ordinance, the ordinance that said yeah. that he should have that he had to be contacted by the owner and right. he had to contact the police department. So, as a matter of fact, um, I had spoken with the police the um, the week after, and he wanted to know if he could put my name on an arrest warrant. Uh, but once they went to the district attorney with, with what it was that they were doing, had, had he actually taken the truck, then they could have went forward with the arrest warrant and arrested him. But oh, because wow. they let, because, because they had to let me go, then there wasn't enough. But two, two days after my experience, um, uh, the reporter from, um, uh, the news station there in Charlotte, Okay. I had, I had sent them I had sent them the thing I had put on on Facebook and they reached out to me because they said that that you know it was unusual because there would never had been a truck released before. Say normally in Charlotte, whenever this happened, the police would show up and say, "Hey, you're on private property. This is a civil matter," and the police would just drop it. Right. Uh, so I say in this particular case, the guy was a little on the other side of the line regarding the the ordinance and the law governing what they could do and what they can't do. Clearly, Gastonia's got an issue, and Charlotte, Charlotte itself, I've uh, heard some heard some bad reports about uh, about uh, private uh, private uh, toes there as well. Um, both both cities clearly have an issue, but um, it, this is yet another example of uh, at least Gastonia kind of being helpful, um, at least in terms of the you know the police there. Well, I know that when I, when this first happened four years ago, I did I did leave the truck. I parked it. I was gone all night. Yeah. I came I came back the next morning. It was gone. Right. Um, I called a little phone number on the sign or whatever, and they told me it's going to be three thousand dollars cash. You know, right. no credit cards, no check. Three thousand dollars cash, which this came up with the Gastonia police because I told them that's that's what they do. Everybody has to pay them cash. So the the uh, sergeant at Gastonia Police Department said they were in touch with Treasury as well because the night my truck got told the guy said i was one of five or six trucks that got told so you're talking about eighteen thousand dollars in one evening of pulling right. people's trucks what did he want what did he want to charge you here uh this this time well he was kind of upset about the police being there so he told me five thousand i mean <laughs> he just said he said it's going to be five thousand dollars to get your truck back when he thought he was going to be able to pull it Right. Uh, he didn't like the idea of just stepping up in front of my truck and I didn't move, I didn't, uh, stop moving. And so he didn't like the whole thing. Um, so he did in the midst of all the confusion, he did end up putting a boot on my truck. Uh, but with me moving back and forth, it pretty much just broke the lock off. Uh, so that the boot, the, he, he ran a, a cable through my tires and through the frame of the truck. 
And by me backing up and pulling forward, it just snapped the lock. Uh, so he kept the he kept the hooks hooked on the back of it. Right. I, like if I was gonna leave, that really wasn't gonna be something that would have stopped me. Uh, Man. But I said I actually uh, I was home last week and I went to the uh, field office of the FBI and had a conversation with them about the whole thing because to to me it just it seems so mob like like mobsters in a movie or something that you would watch. Sure. And it, 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 it reeks of something that I don't know the exact definition of extortion, but like I told I told the police and I told the FBI, I'm like, okay, the truck and trailer is mine, but I could have in upwards of over a hundred thousand dollars of somebody else's property in that trailer and they know it. And they figured out that all we need to do is snatch the trailer and just like a bunch of guys in a dark room somewhere where we've got your property. And if you give us three grand cash, we'll let you get back on the road. That's it's just exactly that's what it looks like to me. It is like it's chill, it's chilling types type behavior that um, that and in, the, in this case, uh, because of your your persistence or your insistence uh, on call, calling the calling the cops and getting those folks involved and, and the fact that they you know, apparently know the know the ordinance, <laughs> you know, um, right. probably reason for that. They probably have to deal with this on a daily basis. It sounds like of some of these companies in that town. Um, yeah, it's it, it, fortunate that it worked out the way it did. But, you know, when you talk to the and you talk to the folks at the, at the regional FBI there, I mean, what did they what did they tell you? Well, New Orleans is where I live, so that's why I went where I live. But today, earlier today, matter of fact, I got a call from a special agent in Charlotte, North Carolina, and he said they had ran it up the, the chain and he got the information and he got in touch with the people that I had talked to at the police department about it. And he said what they what the FBI did was promise the Gastonia Police Department that if they needed any assistance or help on this, that they would be able to, to step in and, and offer that. And I hope so bad that they just put an FBI agent behind the wheel of a truck and just let them pull up there for a few minutes and they'll find out everything they need to know. Right. Sounds like there's a, multi, a multitude of places in Gastonia where they could do that pretty simply, right? <laughs> and right. And, and okay, two two days later, it was on the news. Uh, the guy the guy interviewed me by Zoom. I was in Louisiana, the, a guy that does this Channel 6 news, the uh, yeah. six, six o'clock news on Fox 46. And um, so he went to Gastonia to talk to this guy that owns Southside. But it just so happens while he was in Gastonia, they were back on that lot doing it again. So he was actually able to cover it live. And 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 so now, if, if nothing else I have said has blown your mind, here you go. Another guy got caught the same way I did. Same place? And the same place, They, they but, but um, I don't know the end of that story, but I, I don't, I'm not sure whether he was able to get his taken off, but, and this, and I, I, I believe this is only because what happened a couple of days earlier with me, they put a boot on his vehicle. They told him it would be $750 for them to take it off. But if he were to call the police, it would be another thousand dollars. <laughs> And that's on the news. We That's on live news. Yeah, you can't make this stuff up. And Keller's not. Box truck driver DJ Durham, two days after Keller's incident, in fact, does tell the reporter that Southside Towing claimed it'd be an extra grand if he called the police, which he did. 
to quote, make sure everything's going 100 and that it's legit. You can see the video of that news report yourself via the post that houses this podcast on overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio. Durham wasn't taking a break, but said he had pulled off fearing a maintenance issue. And one guy said he just he just pulled off the road because something was going on with his truck. He, he wasn't trying to park. He just needed to get off the road because something was going on with his truck. Booted. But it's, I mean, it is, it's predatory. It's a scam because, say, the guy that's, that, that was trying to boot me, he can't tow my truck. He doesn't have the equipment to tow my truck. And, and this is my own thinking. I've been driving 30 years, and I've had this happen to me. So he runs around with his little bitty tow trucks, and if he could put a boot on it, that's $750 in his pocket. If he could get it towed for three grand, five grand, he's got to call somebody that has a record that can pull a tractor trailer, but then now they get to split what was cash money, and the IRS is not any wiser. We've got lots of things going, possibly going on here, not not only a violation of the local ordinances, but uh, tax cheating and yada yada. Tax evasion, extortion, illegally detaining God. But you know, I'm I'm not glad it happened to me, and and I don't know how well you know me or whatever. But you know, I'm my life has been toward helping people. Yeah, yeah. And this yeah. kind, and this, and this, my whole life. Uh, through the ministry, through being, through being a, a speaker and a trainer, yeah. you know, most of what I do is so I trying to help people. And and I look at this thing, you know, Todd, we're, we're the good guys. We're the guys and, and we're the ladies and gentlemen that make sure the groceries are on the shelf, that, that make sure the clothes are on the rack, that make sure the new cars are on the lot. Um, we're, we're, we're restricted. I won't say restricted because our laws, our laws. We can only drive 11 hours a day we can only drive eight hours at a time, and then we've got to we've got to stop somewhere. We have to stop somewhere. It's not we ought to stop. We have to stop somewhere. Yeah. And in the middle of the night, you're tired. The truck stops are full. The rest area is full. Hey, man, that's the spot to park. And then you wake you wake up with a boot on your truck. Do you? You did mention I sent you that link about what Colorado's done over in. Uh, that's that's related to the issue of booting a vehicle while. And the owner is in it. Um, is that something uh, that that might not really uh, that might not even necessarily help in a case like this? I, I don't know, but maybe maybe it would. Um, that would that would well, maybe that would basically uh, require them to give you the opportunity to leave. Well, I I, I think that would be a good thing. I, I I overheard a brief conversation between one of the tow truck guys as I was pulling off. <laughs> he was asking him what did you know? He was trying to ask the police after the fact. Well, what what did we do wrong? You know what what do we have to do next time not to have to go through this? And the very first thing that the police told him was the guy was in his truck. The guy was sitting behind the wheel with the motor running. You can't do that. Okay. And I was, I was sitting, sitting behind the wheel with the motor running. Well, in the, in the, in the, evidently, and he said they're working on having that change. Evidently, because there are signs there. And like I say, I mentioned to them more than a couple of times, like, well, man, if, if I couldn't have been there, all you had to do was pull up and say, move. I was fully prepared to move. I knew the signs were there. But, but another thing that the police told him, he said, park is somebody stopping a vehicle, turning it off, getting out of it and leaving it. 
that's parked. Yeah. If somebody's sitting in it, that's pretty much what it is, yeah. sitting there, which I think even with, with meter maids or whatever, if somebody walks up and, and you're parked somewhere, okay, you're going to have to, you're going to have to move along. Right. They don't just walk up and write a ticket and stick it in your windshield, which you're sitting in the car. I, I went from the police department to the FBI and, and, and I'm still considering going to a congressman and my senator. And if I can, uh, I guess I was going to reach out to the Department of Justice, but I guess if you go to the FBI, that is the Department of Justice. Yeah. But like I said, in the, when I did the Facebook post and over a thousand people shared that. And I, and I kind of ended that with, you know, just keep sharing it. And eventually, eventually, it may end up on somebody's desk that says, okay, they can't keep doing this. Even with the having a knock on a truck, it would just seem like if, if you stopped the truck and it was loaded, that, okay, you could give them a citation, but you can't detain them. Right. Because we're all headed, we're all headed somewhere with something that somebody needs, every one of us, or we wouldn't be doing it. Right. We can't just be somewhere riding around with empty trailers, but we're not. We're riding around with all the stuff that everybody needs for their for their day, for their self, for their home, for their job, everything. We've got it. A big thanks to Glenn Keller for his time and generosity with his story. Check out the show notes wherever you're listening for links to coverage of Colorado's move to ban booting of occupied vehicles statewide, to the news report that Keller mentioned, and more coverage on this issue. And thanks for listening. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. The podcast is edited and produced by myself, Todd Dills, with no small amount of support from Overdrive Extra contributor and Muller trucking hauler, Paul Marhofer. Overdrive Editorial Director, Max Heine. Social Media Coordinator, Holly Young. And News Editor, Matt Cole. Till next time, keep it pro out there.